Well, while I was worshipping, it, it, it dawned on me, I was about, I'm about to say I went to Camp Ragland, which I did, and I'm going to show a couple of photos. Uh, um, so I've been away for seven days in this camp in, uh, in Ragland. It was beautiful. But we need to get an understanding that, and I, I didn't go just to have a camp. It's going on mission. And there's so many times where if we have the right mindset, you know, man, it was the cheapest missions trip I could ever go on. But the impact was amazing. Um, yes, there was no golf at all, and to be honest, it was very difficult. Uh, there's going to be a photo come behind it. Um, Zach, Emma, and myself, we're there, and you're looking down at one of the best surf beaches in New Zealand, and we're not allowed to go down and touch the water because we've got to keep the kids safe. And yes, I did have, have the naughtiest group. Matt and Naomi would say that I was just a bad leader, but that's all right, we can, we can, we can go with whatever. But it, the, the camp was amazing. Um, CBM, Children's Bible Ministry, uh, and all they do is just fantastic. And it's great that we've got people like Matt and Naomi, Lynn and John Anderson, and many others who are in this church who have been part of the ministry for years. Um, as you can see, we, I mean, the weather was just, it was almost too good. But can I tell you this story? The story is amazing because I'd already decided what I was going to preach, but listen to how this all happened. In 1898, so just, at the, just before the start of the last century, in 1898, over 125 years ago, a guy by the name of Dan Bryant, I don't think any relation of Pastor Stephen Devy, but maybe, was a 16-year-old boy who got sick. And back then, there wasn't that many medical supplies, so he got sent to this place called Ragland, where there was basically nothing. And he got sent to this Anglican church to rest and recover. And while he was there in this little town by the sea, where no one really went, God spoke to him personally and said, I want you to work hard and save all your money so that you can build a camp for children to have a place to go so they can recover like you are. God spoke to this young teenager so clearly that that's exactly what he did. And so for about, 50, um, about 40 years, Bryant House was built on the top of the hill in Raglan there to care and help sick kids and then sick families. But in about 1950-ish, medical advancement happened that they didn't need this anymore. And guess what happened? Long story short, the Bryant Trust sold the land and the buildings and, and everything to CBM for $40,000. It's an amazing facility. 1969, it happened, and since then, thousands upon thousands of kids and their families have been saved and changed forever because a 19-year-old boy heard the voice of God and committed to doing what God had told him to do. Church, God told me this morning we need to talk about hearing the voice of God. That story is what happens when you hear the voice of God. So we can remember this. I've titled it, It's Not the Pizza Talking. It's God. Now, if you don't know, if you don't know the old wise saying, the old wise saying uh, or the old wives' tale was that if you ate too much pizza late at night, you'd have funny dreams. Well, scientists have actually looked at this and they've realised it's not the pizza or eating late at night, it's the cheese. So if you have too much dairy late at night, you can actually have vivid dreams. 
which is crazy. But I do want to say God can speak to, speak to us through dreams. Actually, God spoke to me not that long ago through a dream. I was like, ooh, that was pretty clear. And I hadn't had any pizza that night. I just want to say. But God is speaking, church. God is speaking all the time. God is always speaking. Can you tell the person next to you, God is speaking to you? But here's the question. Are you listening? Are you listening? Job 33 verse 14 says this, For God speaks again and again. Do not recognize it. I think, this is a blanket statement, but I think most of us, if not all of us, want to hear the voice of God. I'm not going to ask for a show of hands. But if you don't, I hope by the end of this message, you're like, no, no, I want to hear God's voice. I want to hear God. I want to hear his voice. But can I say, for the sake of our families, for the sake of our community, for the sake of our nation, we need, as the body of Christ, we need to learn to hear God's voice more and more often. And I, I think that's what God's saying today. That's what I've got for you. I've got, if you're watching online, that is what I've got for you. I want you to hear my voice. I want you to know how. And that's what I'm hopefully going to step you into today, that all of us, as believers should be hearing God's voice on a regular, if not daily basis. Yeah. And you're like, really? I'm like, yeah. yeah. That's what it says in your word. That's what it's very clear about. I think one of the key issues is our low, if not no, expectation. We're going through every day and we don't expect to hear anything from God. See, God wants to speak to you about spiritual things. But I actually want to say, I think he wants to speak to you about all sorts of things. He wants to help you find your keys. He wants to help you find your wallet. He wants to help you find a car park in Auckland. He is speaking to me all the time. He is reminding me to make a phone call. He's reminding me to pick up the kids I've forgotten to do that, which would be really bad. He's, he's, he's shouting at me on the inside, don't send that email. You, you know what I'm talking about? Don't send that email. Delete it. Or use a different strategy when dealing with kids or when talking to Jody or, the, or, or staff. God's always speaking. God is always speaking. The story of young Samuel in the Bible. Now, it'd be great if we're bringing your Bibles. Why don't you turn your Bibles to 1 Samuel chapter 3? And we're going to look at the story. If you don't know the story, Hannah was barren. God gave her a son, Samuel, and he brought him back to the temple and dedicated him to God. What's amazing is she went on and had more kids, which is just the goodness of God. But here, Samuel, they say Samuel wrote the first book of Samuel, not the second, just the first. But it says here, the second part of verse 1, and the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was not widespread revelation. Sounds a little bit like Auckland right now. Sounds a little bit like New Zealand. Not many people are hearing from God. But it doesn't mean that God wasn't speaking. You know, as many of us are getting back into work, maybe some of us have, haven't even left work, we've been working right through. I, I believe today is an opportunity to renew that commitment to say, God, I want to hear your voice. God, I want to know what you're saying. I, I want to walk today and every day with you, 
And not just knowing that you're this presence out there. No, I want to walk with you. Knowing your voice, knowing you're with me. Okay, so here's the thing. So let's look at this. 1 Samuel chapter 3, starting at verse 4. And the Lord called, called Samuel, and he answered, here I am. So what did he do? He ran to Eli. If you don't know the story, Eli was his boss and the priest. And he runs to Eli and say, says, here I am, for you called me. And he said, I did not call you. Lie down again. And he went and laid down again. And then the Lord called again to Samuel. So Samuel rose and went to Eli and said, here I am, for you called me. And he answered, I did not call you, my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not know that the Lord did not yet know the Lord, nor was the word of the Lord yet revealed to him. Verse 8, And the Lord called Samuel again the third time. So he rose and went to Eli. Eli would have been getting pretty annoyed by now. He like, disturbing my sleep. And Eli realized and, and said that the Lord was calling the boy. In verse 9, Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go lie down, and it shall be, if he calls you, that you must say, Speak Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel went and laid down in his place. Now the Lord came again. The Lord came and stood and called at another time, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel answered and speak, for your servant hears. You know, since I was a kid, I've loved this story. I've loved this story because it just tells us so much about God's heart. And it teaches us, it teaches us that you don't have to be old enough you don't have to be old enough to hear God's voice. I actually want to say it's often better that you're young when you start hearing God's voice because you, you get your head, your brain, your, your mind out of the way. It also shows us that you don't have to be the spiritual leader or even the most senior spiritual person in the room. God is speaking to anyone or everyone who's willing to listen. But what I love here, Samuel wasn't waiting. He wasn't sitting in his bed, holding his Bible, going, God, I need to hear your voice. He, he wasn't doing that. He wasn't hoping to hear from God because he's got this big decision. He was actually just going about his day life. Yeah. The truth is he was actually getting ready to go to sleep. He was just doing what all of us do. And in that moment, God was speaking. I love the fact that Samuel didn't know it was God. He didn't know it was God. He didn't recognize his voice. And I want to say that probably for many of you, you're sitting here going, I've never heard God's voice. Actually, no, it's not true. You've just never realized it was God's voice. Exactly like Samuel. God, and this is what we need to understand, God is speaking far more than you realize. He's speaking far more than you understand. Actually, driving back from camp yesterday with Emma, my 10-year-old daughter, she said, and, and she didn't know that I was preaching about this, she said, I think I hear God's voice, but sometimes I think it's my own thoughts. I said to her, it's funny, because that's exactly what I'm sharing today. It's not the cheese or the pizza, but God talking. See, as I was growing up in church, I realized that we could hear God's voice, that all of us could hear God's voice. And I just assumed that it was normal. And as of late, it's something that God's been really challenging me about, is how much am I expecting or actually listening to God? Or to be honest, am I just going about my day not wanting God to interrupt, not checking that still small voice? Are you getting this? God is speaking to you. 
Can you tell the person on this side, God is speaking to you? Now, I want to keep this really simple because I know that most of us hear like 100 messages a year. And, and sometimes we need some things that we can kind of land on to really understand. So I've got four illustrations that I'm, I'm hoping will actually help you break down those barriers that are stopping us from actually really connecting with God's voice on a regular basis. So the first one is the shepherd and his sheep. Jesus made it pretty clear in John chapter 10, you don't need to turn there because it's on the screen, that we are his sheep. And we should hear his voice. John 10, verse, uh, John 10 verse 3. And the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name, and he leads them out. Verse 16 says, and they'll hear my voice. But this is the key one, verse 27. Why don't we read it together, verse 27. Can you read it all right? My, come on, let's... That simple phrase, my sheep hear my voice. Man, what a loaded statement. What a loaded statement. It's saying we can all and we should all have a personal relationship with our shepherd because we're his sheep. Now, back in Jesus' day, this is what happened. At night, they would all come together, the flocks of sheep. They would all come together and there'd be numbers of different flocks. It's not herds, I checked it. Numbers of flocks of sheep would all come together and they'd be mixed in the pen. And then at the end of, or at the start of the new day, the shepherd will stand up and he'd start talking and his sheep, or her sheep, could be a female shepherd, but they probably wasn't, but I'm just saying. (laughs) The sheep would come out and they'd follow the shepherd because they knew his voice. And so the different flocks went in different directions because they knew the shepherd's voice. They knew what the shepherd sounded like. They knew they could trust the shepherd. They had that familiarity to know what the shepherd's voice sounded like. And they were then able to go and find new feed and do all that they needed to do that day. For some reason, we've made it super spiritual to hear God's voice. It's like when we hear God's voice, we need to go and tell everyone, I've just heard from God. But it should be normal. It should be normal. It should be actually normal. Oh, my notes have just disappeared. Better come back. It'd be very important. It's not, sometimes it's pretty special what God says, but it shouldn't be extraordinary when it happens. Now, don't get me wrong. I love hearing God's voice. I I love knowing that God's speaking. And I I even love it even more when it's so specific and you're like, man, that is so good. But this isn't theory, church. I want you to actually catch this and go, man, we can be doing this. Every day. Joyce Meyer said, when you take time with God and listens to his voice, he renews your strength and enables you to handle life. If, it's, if, it, if we're not getting God's voice, it really does hinder us. Knowing the shepherd's voice, knowing what he says and what he sounds like. It's all about time. It's all about that time connecting and having that personal relationship with the Holy Spirit. Helps us to really sense it. When we know that God and his faithfulness always is there for us, helping us, when we know him as our loving shepherd, we want to hear his voice. We want to recognize when he's speaking to us. But I have this theory. Many of us don't recognize his voice because, not because he isn't speaking, but because he isn't speaking the way we expect him to. And here's the thought. So many of us are thinking, oh, I didn't hear his voice. 
Well, I personally don't know many people who audibly hear the voice of God. Some people have, and that's on rare occasions. It does happen. But that's not how I hear God's voice. How does he speak? And this is point number two. How does our shepherd speak? He speaks in a whisper. In the quiet, internal voice inside of our hearts. Mother Teresa actually said, the quieter you become, the more you can hear. In the stillness of your heart, God speaks. Our world is so noisy, isn't it? It's so noisy. Actually, just a month ago, I joined the iPad gang. Ah, not iPad, iPod gang, if you don't know what they are. I joined the iPod gang so I could walk around and look cool. Because I'm sure they're not actually listening to anything. They just want to look cool, you know. But see, this is the problem. Our world is so noisy. We've got so many things in our ears, so many things speaking to us that we can't hear. We've got so many things distracting us that we're not able to hear the still, quiet voice. You know, as soon as you put these in, it's like you're blocking everything out. And see, I think it's a trick of the devil to try and distract us, to make the world so noisy that we can't be quiet enough to hear what God is saying. See, we're speaking God to shout, but no, he whispers. It's interesting when you say the word whisper, it's like you've got to say it quietly. I don't, I don't know why. But why don't you turn in your Bibles to this, this great story, 1 Kings 19 verse 11. See, here Elijah, he just had his two greatest victories. He just brought fire down from heaven, just shown how powerful God is, and then he had just gone and seen the cloud the size of a man's hand grow and break, break the drought and bring the rain. And see, this is the thing. He, he's discouraged and he's going... I feel all alone. I've just seen these amazing things and I feel all alone. And I almost think there's some people, I actually feel this, there's some people in this room right now and you're feeling like, man, I'm doing everything right, but I feel alone. I feel like, where's God? Where's God in this? Where, where is he? You're a bit like Elijah and you're like, I'm not hearing that voice. I'm not, I'm not seeing any fireworks. 1 Kings 19 verse 11. Got it right. Then he said, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by. And a great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks into pieces. That's a pretty strong wind. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still small voice. And so it was, when, when Elijah heard it, that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entrance of the cave. And suddenly a voice came to him and said, what are you doing here, Elijah? See, like Elijah, I hear God in my, I say in my thoughts, but it's really in my heart. It's not audible. I'm not looking around like, where did that sound come from? But I, I know it's God because I've heard him so many times. If someone could actually hear the internal conversation going on, the arguments that I'm going, no, I'm not doing that. Well, that's crazy. I'm not saying that. You would think I'm crazy. Actually, some of you already think I'm crazy, but that's a different story. 
See, over the years, I've learned to recognize what God's voice sounds like. I call it practice because we actually need to practice it. We need to develop it and take time to know what our shepherd's voice sounds like. And when it's not the shepherd's voice, just their own thoughts or the pizza talking. If anyone's asked me, what's God's voice like? Well, it's fast and it's quiet. Usually it's the first thing that comes into your heart or to your mind. Why? Because God's far smarter than we are. It's, it's quick. It's there. And you're like, ooh, that was a good thought. Sometimes I'm like, ooh, man, that was a good thought. And then, then I hear, no, you're not that smart. <laughs> Why? Because it wasn't me. It was God. And, and that's the thing. So many of you actually are hearing God. You just don't know it. And you don't give enough credence to what you're hearing because you aren't realizing it's your shepherd whispering into your heart, leading us and guiding us. You know, as an example of this, over the last few days, I was praying for a number of kids at the camp. And then Emma, Emma and her friends were sitting and they were saying, oh, Dad's making everyone cry. But the truth is I wasn't making them, well, I wasn't, I was making them cry. What I was doing, what I was doing was, well, when I was going up and praying for them, I was praying what I was sensing in my spirit. I didn't know who these kids are, mostly because I didn't even know their name. But all of a sudden, I'm praying and thus starting to cry. Why? Because God's speaking to them, or I'm saying something into their heart, and it, and it's unlocking something, or it's speaking to what they're facing. Why? Because I've learnt to understand what's God's thoughts and what's my thoughts. But that's through knowing God intimately. It's through knowing our shepherd. It's through knowing his still small voice. But here's the third, it's not just for people out there. We also know, need to know God's voice wants to help us. It's a bit like a GPS or a navigation system in our car. God's voice is like Google Maps. It guides us, hopefully, very accurately, step by step, through life, not just along the road. But here's the problem. If you don't listen to Google Maps and you think you know better, you often find that Google Maps knows more than we do. See, trusting God's guidance is like following a divine navigation system. We can listen to Google Maps. We can listen to the backseat driver or we can listen to our experience. I've often found that Google Maps is usually right. But I want to say that our divine GPS system is always right, if we know how to hear it. Do you understand? Don't listen to the backseat drivers. Don't listen to your past experience. Listen to what God is saying. Listen to what he's saying. There's this a quote that somebody, it's unknown, God's voice is the only one that truly matters. When we listen to his voice, we find direction, purpose, and peace. See, when we start to trust that still small voice of our shepherd speaking to us, it leads us through each, each day. You know, one of the clearest moments and I can remember is as an 18-year-old Driving down, oh, not driving, biking down Edmonton Road, just, you know, down towards Henderson, actually. I was coming back from Henderson. 
and I was biking on the road, and I, I just heard, get up on the footpath. And in that moment, I went up onto the footpath. About 10 seconds later, a concrete truck came past, and I remember its back wheels actually jumping up onto the curb. Now, that's God speaking. Would I have been Pancake Sam? I don't know. But I do know that I'm safe today because I'm here. And God speaks. And I'm so grateful that I've learned to recognize the prompting of the Holy Spirit. I've heard to understand what his voice sounds like. And it's available to every one of you. Why am I saying this? Because it's normal. I'm trying to break this down so you don't think you have to wait till you get into a church meeting or fast and pray for three days to hear God's voice. You know, I know I've been in in staff meetings or just counselling, well, not real counselling, just one-on-one meetings, and thoughts have popped into my head, and I've shared them, and I think, wow, where did that come from? It came from heaven. And when we realise that, God wants to help us in every area, in our parenting. He wants to help us at work. He wants to help us just in daily friendships and conversations. Man, God loves helping us find car parks. I'm just saying that. You know, it really, God wants to help us in the small things. And that's where we need to understand how to hear His voice as our Heavenly Shepherd. See, we are all Samuels. God wants to help us and direct us. But one of our biggest struggles is we aren't expecting God to be talking to us as we go about our day at university, at work, at school. Another quote Again, from somebody that didn't say they said this, but they said it. God's voice is the most powerful yet gentle force in our lives. God isn't just speaking about spiritual things. He's speaking about everything. Let me say that again to make it clear. God is not just speaking about spiritual matters, about spiritual things in our lives. He is speaking about everything. He is interested in everything that's going on. Our shepherd wants to speak to us. Which brings me to the last point. We've got the sheep and the shepherd, right? What's the second point? We've got the whisper. The third is God's Google Maps, right? But the fourth one is we need to learn how to tune in to the frequency of God. Now, many of the young people won't even know what this is. Because you've all grown up in the Spotify generation, you know, you don't even know what one of these things is. And you don't know what it means to tune into a frequency because you don't even know what Life of Him's frequency is. <laughs> you know, when I was growing up, we didn't even have Life of Him. It was, it was Radio Rima, 12.51am. That was it, Peter Shaw on the radio, and that's all I knew. But see, we need to know how to find the frequency, the tuning button, and tune it just right. You know, so often things just distract us or stop us. It can be sin, but it could be just Netflix, too much social media, or even music on our iPods that are distracting us. Rick Warren said, we often miss hearing God's voice because we simply aren't paying attention. We're listening to the wrong frequency. The Rock or My FM is on our radio. Love songs at midnight, if that's you. That's what's got our attention and not listening to the voice of God. We're not tuned in. To be honest, this is actually what I really do feel. We're listening too much to the opinions of the world. 
We're listening too much to News Talk ZB or Mike Hoskins instead of the internal whisper in our soul. We haven't tuned in. We haven't tuned into that frequency that God is speaking. This is simple. This is so simple, church. But it's this decision we need to make. I want to quiet. I want to stop. I want to allow that still whisper to be something that I actually hear and take notice of. I want to pause throughout my day and just ask that question. You know, as you practice in this more, you don't actually have to stop. You just notice. You just notice that prompting. And when you're dealing with work situations, things are going to happen. When you go back and you've got a new group of kids in your class as teachers, you're just going to know how to unlock the different things that are hitting these students. You know, God is just so amazing. Uh, I just so sense this. I remember, I won't say who it was, but we were having an online revival pre-meeting a a number of months ago, and one of the dads in the pre-meeting just started praying down this line that I thought, that is so weird. How could that be right? That, That can't be right. Well, guess what? That exact day, something happened at church that was a complete answer to that dad's prayer. And if, if that person hadn't been able to hear the still small whisper in his heart and, and just pray, I don't know what would have happened in that situation. The truth is, that was boldness even to pray what he prayed because it was out of the blue, it was not down those lines. I think this last quote from Priscilla Shira really sums up this message. Having your spiritual radar up with constant anticipation of his presence, even in the midst of the joyful chaos and regular rhythms of your everyday living. Joyful chaos, that sounds like the camp I was on. Sounds like our home, parents, doesn't it? Sounds like our workplaces. That's what we're talking about. Having our spiritual radar up. What God is saying is paramount in hearing God because sometimes the place and manner you find him is the least spectacular. It's the least spectacular. It's the place you least expect God to speak. And maybe the biggest thing God is trying to address this morning is do we have an expectation that God is going to speak? Because you know what? He is speaking all the time. I'm just going to put this down. But God is speaking all the time, church. If I could have the, the band up, I just have to finish with a word of warning here. Sometimes you do eat too much pizza at night. And you do hear crazy things, and that's not from God. If you walk out of here and hear that you're going to marry somebody, that's not from God. You laugh, but some people are that crazy. It takes practice and it takes time, and you start with the small things. If you, in a couple of days' time, you feel you should quit your job, stop eating the pizza. Because how I know, and this is a word of practical advice, God's still small voice is like GPS. It takes you one step, and then one step, and one step, and one step. And then all of a sudden, you find yourself in this destination that makes sense. He doesn't speak way back there about some crazy big decision and you just make it on a whim. No, it's step by step because God leads us. It gives us the grace. Start with finding car parks. Start with conversations. But start, church. The whisper is there. 
The whisper is there. God is always speaking. Can we, can we remember Job 33 verse 14? For God speaks again and again, though people do not recognize it. You know, what I really sense is if we learn to hear our shepherd speaking to us, and we follow that, we say that, we do that, we're going to change the atmosphere in our homes. We're going to change the atmosphere in our communities. We're going to change the atmosphere in our workplaces because we're allowing God to break through. We're going to change the the sense of God over our days because God is with us. And I just hope that we can all step into this because it's available to every one of us. If we know God as our shepherd, as our saviour, He is speaking. He wants to help. He wants to be with you every day. If we learn to know His voice, If we understand that it's this whisper and we practice it, hearing that whisper, if we know He wants to guide us step by step, man, it just starts with removing all the distractions and tuning in that frequency and something is going to change.